Hello and welcome to Only the Parts You Need, a GURPS podcast. I'm Legend Smith, and this is the first episode in what I plan to make a series on templates in GURPS. Templates are a large part of GURPS. Many books include at least one template, but what about creating your own? Anyone can put together traits to create a template, but there are pitfalls that a new game master can fall into. The result is usually a template that takes too many points to be appealing to players. I'm going to look at racial templates this episode, which are the most common victim of this, I think. Players need character points during character creation to personalise their character. If half of their allotted points are taken up by a racial template, they'll have far less creative freedom. This is not, however, inevitable and can be easily resolved by considering the thematic goals that a racial template is attempting to achieve. This can be called the concept. The concept design is important. It is vital to have an idea of what the race is before constructing the racial template. The clearer this idea, the tighter and more refined the racial template will be. This makes it easier for players to understand and intuit what the capabilities of the race or species are. This in turn means a smoother role-playing experience. A big part of this, in my opinion, is separating the racial template's racial characteristics from its developed traits of that race to avoid bloating the template. So the racial template consists of features that every member of that race shares that aren't developed. Developed traits are traits that members can develop with effort, training or some other method, right? You can also think of them as cultural traits if the dominant culture of that race or species teaches the development of these traits, such as, say, mandatory strength training. Right? So, uh, as another example, a race of powerful spellcasters will have Majory Zero as part of their template, which means that every member of this spellcaster race is a mage and can use magical items. But the actual level of Majory should vary from individual to individual, right? Because obviously they're not all equally powerful, right? So, any level beyond Majory Zero or potentially Majory One is not part of the racial template, even though a majority of the members will have trained themselves to be like a high-level mage. The expensive high-level magery is thus not a mandatory part of the template, and players can choose what level of magery they want to be. They can choose um, limitations and enhancements on their magery. For example, like if someone wants to just be a very powerful fire mage, they they won't be saddled with this high level of general majory which is not really relevant to their concept right so yeah like the individual development of a pa- of the powers of this race is up to the individual not part of the race so since majory is a power talent really the same applies to power talents though they can be somewhat expensive for broader talents um like for example if you have, if you have a race of psychic aliens um The same applies, right? They might all be psychic, but giving them all like really high levels of um, like a psychic power talent will, it'll have the same problem. So I think a solution to this is the racial gifts perk found in Power Ups 2 perks. It is a specific perk for templates that states that members of the template race can develop the traits listed for that perk. The list is up for the GM to decide And it doesn't have to be completely defined before the campaign starts, but at least the concept should be. So 
a demon-blooded race could develop demon traits such as wings, horns, claws and magic, but not necessarily start with any of these. That's the purpose of this perk, to have basically a um, list or collection or like conceptual uh, traits and powers that can be developed but aren't part of the template to start with, right? So the, the general idea of this is don't overstuff your racial templates with a lot of traits because the players won't take it because only a fraction of those will be relevant to their concept. So uh, moving on, when designing a racial template, it's important to understand what does make a template attractive to a character, especially in GURPS. I'll start this part with the purely mechanical elements since I've already talked about the conceptual design. The first of this is basic attributes. Basic attributes are somewhat less attractive than other traits because they are less distinctive if players can just buy up a similar amount of that trait as a human. What's the difference between an orc with 15 strength and a human with 15 strength? They are both equally strong. While the racial strength cap may be different from for the orc, it's not particularly distinctive. The solution to this problem is breaking down the idea that orcs are strong. Gerbs breaks down strength into lifting and striking strength. Giving an orc some lifting or striking strength means that they will have a slightly different capabilities for the same strength attribute score. Now, this doesn't mean that Racial templates should simply be some kind of slightly exotic gimmick every time, but providing an edge in this way is a good way to make races distinct, especially in a fantasy setting where races generally tend to follow, you know, two arms, two legs, and the general human structure. The other side of this are flaws to avoid. I've already touched on unnecessarily high levels of traits, but I'll expand on that a little bit. Expensive traits that lock characters into a specific type or archetype are rarely a good idea unless that is very intentional. And you as a game master are trying to achieve some kind of race as class concept. For example, Magic Energy Reserve Level 5 is a useful trait for spellcasters, but including in a racial template means that any character of that race that is not a spellcaster won't be able to use it, and thus will be wasted points. The same goes for high levels of magery, as I said. If a player has a more specific concept, say a fire mage, they can't do that because the generalist unlimited magery is already on the template. Now, I'm going to try to demonstrate this with running us through a full template creation example with the logic I use. For this, I'll be running us through the creation of an orc racial template from scratch, and the goal here is to keep it 20 points or less. These orcs are not going to be inherently evil and thus suitable for a variety of player characters. Additionally, I'm going to avoid lots of mental disadvantages so players can still define their character's personality themselves. So let's get started. So, orcs are supposed to be tough and healthy, so they can always be ready for battle. How are we going to do this? Raising their health attribute is the most obvious answer, but this costs 10 points per level, which is relatively expensive for our budget. Additionally, it doesn't really differentiate them from a particularly healthy human. We can use the method outlined earlier to address this, break it down. So what does health really mean? In GURPS, the health attribute covers a wide range of different things that one might label healthy. 
To differentiate orcs, we can pick one of these aspects, especially one that meshes with the vision of warlike orcs. I'm going to pick disease resistance at the plus three level. This is a mere three points, as disease is a, an occasional affliction in GURPS terms, but plus three is a large bonus, which gives us a great way to differentiate our orcs. Now they are far less likely to get diseased. This makes their wounds less likely to become infected, a great bonus for a race or character that is fighting, and thus being wounded regularly. They will also get less contagious illnesses in general, adding to our goals of battle readiness. So that um, covers the healthy part, but what about the tough part of our goal? A level of hard to kill for two points is good, so we'll take that, but something more directly beneficial will attract players too. We could give our orcs damage resistance with tough skin, which is quite good, but still relatively expensive. We can differentiate them a little more. I'm going to go with damage resistance, tough skin, and vitals only. This represents thickened protective tissue around the vital organs. With a total discount of minus 70%, we can get two damage resistance on the vitals for just three points. What about the head? Orcs should have thick skulls. More damage resistance this time, but with skull only for minus 70%. This brings the cost down to two, sorry, to three points, but with an extra 10%, we would have it at just two points. I'm going to use Bane from the GURPS Horror. A common Bane is minus 10%, and I'm going to choose touch effects, such as poisoned touches and magical afflictions. This represents the idea that this, like, this extra thick layer on the skull doesn't actually protect them from you know, poison and um, magical effects, which kind of like are just there to touch, like to touch the body, right? So that's that. Now we have a race that is noticeably tougher than humans, and we've only spent five points on the physical toughness. The way we've achieved this is to add advantages that cover specific weaknesses that humans have, the vitals and skull. Added to the resistance and overall hard to kill, our current total is 10 points. On top of that, I'm going to add Rapid Healing for 5 points. This is a nice addition that fits with the concept too. It can be upgraded to Very Rapid Healing for characters with health 12 or higher. So that's that's a lot of good toughness and we haven't even spent that many points. On Moving on, Orcs need to be strong. So 2 levels of strength is a start. Notably, this also raises their strength cap if the Game Master is enforcing those rules. Now we're at 30 points. Over our intended maximum. To counter this, I'm going to add some disadvantages. Orcs tend not to be creative, so hidebound at minus five points is appropriate. And finally, an intolerance for elves, who are so unlike orcs that their appearance is revolting to orcish sensibilities. I'll call elves common in general, since I'll include half elves in this uh, in this like intolerance too. But different settings, elves alone may be common or less common. That still leaves us at 25 points, and further disadvantages might not be attractive. I considered ham-fisted, representing that orcs are like, you know, big, beefy, but not very good at, uh, like, fine manual dexterity, but this isn't really attractive. There's another solution. Keep the idea of orcs being strong, dangerous warriors, but lower the cost of this. Instead of two levels of just straight strength, one level of strength plus a level of striking strength, which is only five points. Thus, orcs hit harder for the same strength score on their sheet thanks to the striking strength. So, there's our orc template. 20 points, 
is the cost of two levels of strength, and the template effectively has two levels of strength for striking, which most orc players will want anyway. The disadvantages are straightforward to roleplay, but still allow for a lot of customization in personality. So this kind of method allows for a lot of flavor without eating up too much points. The extra damage resistance on vital areas means that orcs are distinctively tougher without the cost of all over damage resistance. So if intolerance doesn't suit the campaign, they can be removed. Increased strength could be lowered a bit more if you want. Or even like replace both level, like replace the existing level of increased strength with just another level of striking strength. But overall, that completes our template. This should provide some insight into effective template creation. Though finally, I want to fourth edition template toolkit to races. It will step you through the basic parameters and trait selection, as well as talking about how they might affect play. I do recommend it, and I plan to go into detail on it later, but the book truly is just a toolkit. It has many traits for a huge variety of races, including the bizarre and exotic, but I find the advice a little lacking, especially for newbies to the system. I hope to expand on that later in another video, but for now, thanks for listening.